Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. Today we're going to talk about EQ skills in communication. And hopefully I'll do a good job of using my EQ skills in communicating this episode to you. There are many different kinds of intelligences. Did you know that? Did you know that there are many different kinds of intelligences? There's IQ, there's EQ. Well, today we're going to focus on conversational intelligence. And really, that is the use of EQ skills, emotional intelligence skills, in communicating with other people. There is a great book by Judith Glazier. Unfortunately, she passed away unexpectedly a few years ago. But there is a wonderful book that she put together called Conversational Intelligence. The entire book is about how to be smarter with the way that we communicate and the words that we use. And throughout this book, EQ skills are the foundation of what she's sharing with us. This book is in the context of leadership, but in reality, it's for all of us. It's for everyone. We're all leaders of ourselves. We lead ourselves we lead other people, we influence ourselves, we influence other people in many different ways. The better we can communicate, the more influence we will have, and that includes ourselves with our own self-talk. I don't know how much you think about that, but your self-talk has a huge impact on how you live your life and what you try to do and what you don't even try to do, and whether you reach certain goals or not. If you go to our YouTube channel, it's simply YouTube at EQFIT, E-Q-F-I-T. If you go to our YouTube channel under the playlist EQ Conversations, there are two short videos that I would ask you to listen to. I think one of them is a little over two minutes and the other one's under four minutes. The first one is words matter and the second one is self-talk and roadblocks. I think that will help you to get a better sense of how words really do matter, how they make a difference, not just to ourselves, but how we communicate with other people. So when we think of using EQ skills or emotional intelligence skills in in communication, what does that look like for you? When you think of, let's just take it back to communicating with somebody else. What does communicating with someone else look like for you? A lot of people think of communicating as just talking or emailing or texting someone, but That's only a small part of communication. 
That's what I call outbound communication or outbound messaging. But communications is far more than just speaking or writing words for somebody else. Effective communication has several key elements to consider. So if you're thinking about, okay, how do I improve my communication skills? And it doesn't matter where you are. You can be at home with family. You can be at work with team members, with people that you lead. It can be in a nonprofit or a charity or whatever you are, wherever, wherever you are in community with people, how you communicate with them is really important. And there's a lot of reasons for why communication isn't as effective as we would like it to be. So if we want to look at effective communications, here's some things to think about. Who am I communicating to? What is their preferred communication style? Now, what I mean by that is I do a lot of uh, DISC assessment, personality assessments with people and organizations in my coaching, in my training. A lot of the things that we do are based first with getting good data. Well, if you think about a personality assessment, and there are so many different ones out there, but they're based on four primary personality types. There's the real dominant personality. It's all about the bottom line. There's the inclusive or influential personality who's all about the the who's involved and including others and things. There's the the steadiness personality, uh, people who are very focused and they're going to ask the question why a lot. They want to understand the why of things. And then you have the the people who are compliance focused and they're strong in that. It's about facts and details. Well, if you think about effective communication, if you went to a high D, high dominance individual from a psychometric definition, not from a societal definition of what dominance means, these are bottom line people. Tell me what's going on. Give me the bottom line. Then we can move forward. Well, if you go in and try to communicate with somebody like that with 17 pages of facts and details, how effective do you think your communication is going to be? By the way, these tend to be the most impatient people you'll find. And I am one. Um, I am a high D, high I on the disc. So I understand that feeling of get to the point, get to the point. <clears throat> and it's not that you're communicating in a way that you're intentionally trying to frustrate someone. But we have to take these things into account when we think about what is a person's preferred communication style. The next thing to think about is what form of communication do they prefer? Do they like to speak it out? High-I individuals, high-influence individuals on a DISC assessment, they want to talk about things. They want to talk it out. Uh, I think I drive my wife crazy with how much I like to talk things out. And she's a very high S, high C individual who thinks everything I say is something we need to do and accomplish and, and figure out how to do it. And, and I'm just talking it out. But can you see how this hits real life? Whether you're at home, at work, and for us, it's the same thing. Home is work and work is home. Um, you can see how different personality types 
have a different preferred communication style. You know, are you going to talk it out with people? Are you going to send an email, a text message? What is the format going to look like? And another thing to think about is what is their current situation and how does that impact their ability to communicate with you? True communication is a two-way street. It isn't just you talking at someone or sending them an email. It's they're receiving it and closing that loop by communicating back with you. So communication is a lot more than just words. Although words are very important, there are feelings and emotions involved. There is rational data involved. There's a lot of stuff going on if you're doing communications well. So a lot of elements in how we communicate well with others. Let's look deeper into that. To communicate well with other people, there has to be some form of connection. Even if you do not know the person very well, there's a reason you're attempting to communicate with them. Here are some examples of what that might look like. At home, you have family connections, shared experience, and life together. You have goals as a family that you'd like to achieve. At work, you have shared goals, maybe shared values, and a culture that you share. You want to succeed, so you want to help your team succeed. As a leader, you may have a vision of how to lead your team to success. You need to be able to connect well with your team members so you can share the vision and communicate what will be needed to reach the goals. You're seeking higher engagement and you're seeking the effort from each of your team members that will help the team succeed. As a salesperson, you have resources that buyers and organizations need and want. You're looking for ways to connect so you can communicate how you can help them and their organizations. Notice that some of those people I just talked about are very close to us, like family, and others may not be. If you're a salesperson, you may be meeting somebody for the first time, but there is a reason for connection to communicate. And that connection starts with some type of shared interest. But it doesn't stop there. Have you ever tried to lead people to do something and they just can't seem to capture the vision of what you're trying to do or trying to accomplish? Is that their fault? A little spoiler alert here. If you want someone else to do something that they're not getting on board with, look first to the way you're communicating with them. I'm not saying it's your fault, but start with your communication. We all fall into the trap of thinking other people understand things the same way that we do. We just assume they understand it like I understand it. And the reality is that isn't true. Maybe you're doing a great job of communicating, but maybe there's a lack of connection with that person. 
why does that matter if you're communicating well? Communication without connection is simply words. Connection is the conduit for effective communication. And this is where the EQ skills come in. It is the motivation for someone to listen to what you're communicating and then do something with what they're hearing and what they're receiving from you. I've created something called the C-cycle or the connection cycle to describe how to connect well with others. And it starts with listening. Funny, communication starts with listening. It does. Connection is the foundation for effective communication. If we listen well to others, we'll understand better how to connect with them, which will lead to more effective communication. So active listening, which is discovering what their needs are, where they are in their life and their situation right now, gaining insight. Insight is the second part of the three parts of this iterative cycle I'm talking about that just keeps going on and on. It's getting additional data to bring clarity and focus. And then understanding is the third part. Fully realizing the person's needs, desired outcomes, what they want to accomplish, fix or avoid. If we will spend the time connecting well with people, our communication is going to be far more effective and successful. And it doesn't mean that you have to know the person extremely well. Maybe you're connecting and communicating to a large group of people that you don't know very well. Well, there's a lot of ways that you can build connection there that would be very helpful and very Uh, effective in empowering your communication with that group. Notice that throughout this connection cycle that I've talked about, the C cycle, there is a very heavy dose of, of EQ skills. It begins with empathy. If you want effective communications with other people, you want to start with understanding who they are, their needs, their pain points, the best form of communication for them. Now, I train salespeople and sales teams in this approach, and it has proven to accelerate sales success. And sales, very much like leadership, is about connection, building trust, so that you gain more influence. And that's every part of our lives, if you think about it. Every relationship, it isn't manipulating. It's gaining influence by making deposits of connection and trust building. And you know how that happens? Through communication. The better you understand who you're communicating with and their needs, the more effective and influential your communications will be. I heard somebody say something the other day that I thought was incredibly insightful. We sure live in a noisy world. And of course, the first time you hear that, you think, well, yeah, all the noise around us. But 
it was deeper than that. It's all of the emails and all of the different text messages and social media and television and the people in our lives. And research tells us we get the same amount of input in one day that our grandparents did in 365 days. Think about that for a minute. Communicating with others is even more of a challenge when you consider all of the noise you have to cut through just to get your message across. Even if you're in a position of authority over someone else, you're a parent, you're a leader at work, it doesn't matter. Even if you're in a position of authority, you've got to figure out how to cut through all of the noise. I was working with a group of leaders recently who were increasingly frustrated by how much they were not getting done. As I listened to them, it became obvious what the primary issue was. Can you guess? I asked them this question. How many emails do you receive on average every day? The answer, an average of 300 emails a day. They were spending up to four hours a day just dealing with emails. That is half the day gone. On top of that, they had created an in-house messaging system, so think text messages, that added another 50 to 75 messages a day. The messaging system was added to circumvent the massive amounts of email but then they still had to manage their emails. You can kind of see where this is going, right? How effective do you think their communications are? The increasing stress and pressure of something like this cannot last forever. Something's got to give. And unfortunately, a lot of times what gives is the communication effectiveness. It's the ability to get work done. It's the ability to execute. It's the ability to make decisions in a timely manner and to move forward and to grow your organization. A lot of moving parts here, but you can see how the noise in our world today distracts us and impacts us. When I talked with some of their people, here's what I heard from their people. We can never get an answer from them very quickly, so... We just do what we can until they get back to us. Kind of sounds like a productivity gap, doesn't it? What can we do about this? Well, the first thing you can do is look at communication differently. Here's some suggestions on how you might do that. Number one, only communicate things that add value or things that are truly important and urgent which in essence add value. You know what that does? It reduces the amount of noise and it makes your communications more effective because of it. Number two, understand what your connection with other people is based on and then build stronger connections. Even if it's people you don't know very well, lean on the things that you have in common. Lean on the reason that you're connecting with them. What is it that is shared between you and these other people? <clears throat> Number three, 
Understand who you are communicating with. Know your audience. Communicate with them at their level. Number four, don't assume others will understand things the same way that you do. That's a big trap and we all fall into it at times. And number five, don't what I call fire and forget with your communications. It is so easy to shoot off an email or text so you can get it off your mind. Then you wonder why other people have not responded or done what you asked them to do. Communication is a two-way street and effective communication takes effort. Recent studies point to one key finding. 90% of what you communicate will be lost or misunderstood. Another way to look at this, you have to communicate 10 times on the same issue to truly pass on the full message. We expect better than that, don't we? But that is the reality. That is us as human beings in the world that we live in today. This is where EQ skills in communicating will empower your communication to be more effective and more successful. When you build strong connections with people, people will be more invested in what you're trying to communicate with them. They will listen better and they will ask questions to clarify. They will engage with you. And that's what we want. Communication is a two-way street. Like many things in life, you have a choice in how you communicate with others. The more optimistic and engaging you are, the more effective your communications will be. Using EQ skills and using them and practicing them consistently every day will make you a better communicator. The choice is yours. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.